going on, Energy Exchange fam? This is Armin. This is Miles. Thanks for listening to episode number six. Here we go. Miles, thank you for joining me. Ah, what's Pleasure as brother? always. Yes, What's sir. going on, my man? Well, you know, we're just hanging out, just enjoying life, enjoying the week. It's been a been a good week for me personally. It's a little cold though, you know. I don't my building. They need to turn on the heat. I've had some cold cold nights the last few. I'm not gonna lie. Winter stretch is here. Yep. The time where we all question why we live in Canada. <laughs> facts, big <laughs> facts, no cap. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, this week, you do anything specific this week or no, anything just, that stood out? Highlights? Um, a couple highlights, but I don't want to get into them on the pod. To be honest with you. Okay. A couple behind the scenes. All right. Movements, nice. Okay. Know? Good, man. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we can't can't let uh, the people know all the moves. Yeah, you know you can't let the cat out the bag. Sometimes you got to keep some tricks up the sleeve. Hundred percent. Heard. Well said. This week I uh, did some reminiscing. I finished my my school semester, so I had some time. Big to W. Congratulations. Congratulations. Looked back on my only trip of 2020. Only possible trip that I could have taken. Which was the first week of January. I dipped out to New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was that was super cool to look back on, just reminisce. Yeah, I saw those there. posts, man. You posted on the gram a bunch of a collage of dope scenes and and sick vibes. A lot of fun fact: this sweater is actually from New Orleans. Oh and yeah, see, yeah. My mom got it from me when she went. She got me. A oh couple, yeah, some yeah, clothes. yeah. This nice. hoodie's from the Nola. You see that joint? I like that. Yes, man. sir. So how was it down there? What was it like? Such a vibe. It. Nola's such a vibe. I remember when you went. I wanted to go, but I was in the middle of like a busy like work, little couple months there. I, I was kind of making good money. I didn't really want to leave that. Yeah. I kind of do regret it though. Looking looking at some of those pictures, like I saw you. Yeah. Um. You had a you had a baby alligator in a chokehold. Right, that? right, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. That Tell was great. That was bias. that was like a swamp uh, swamp tour I took. Uh, they took you to the bayous. They Damn. take you through the swamps, Damn. and that was cool. The guide was a super super southern looking guy who had like he told us he had a zoo in his crib basically. Wow. He said he had like raccoons waking up up in the morning with like a bowl of cereal. <laughs> he had like wow. he had all these types of animals. He had gators living in his house. Mm-hmm. Like he just he just lived He's with one, one with the bayous. Like, he was. I don't want to say swamps cuz that might be offensive, but like he he was he he was that dude, you know. You, you know Swamp Monsters like the show? I do know Swamp Monsters. Like That's sh- what I wanted to say. He should be a starring character <laughs> in that show. There's no question about He's it. He's a swamp like, monster basically. Pretty yeah, much. He was yeah. <laughs> but he would they, that was just kind of like an offbeat. That wasn't really in New Orleans. It was like a bit of a drive to get there. But even the drive, I ended up meeting the, the driver was one of the coolest guys that I met throughout my trip. Uh he told me a lot about New Orleans and what was going on. Oh, was that the guy that with the white beard? Yes, that Donable That, that looked like, like the snowman. Yes. <laughs> Yo, he yeah. was such a great <laughs> tell guy. Tell me about that guy. He seemed like he was hype. Super great. Tell character. me why he was so hype. Okay, this is why he was so he hype. He fired up for some reason. Because there was clip. some shit that happened in New Orleans that I didn't even know until my first Uber drive from the airport to where I was staying. And the Uber guy said, Dude, you're staying right bef- beside the collapse. And I said, The collapse. <gasps> What's that? I said, what collapse? <laughs> and <laughs> he said, oh, up. dude, they were building a hard rock cafe and this hard rock cafe collapsed. This was in what? January and it made the national news in America. And there were still two bodies inside the collapsed oh, hotel. There was shit. literally a crane that was like on top of this place, just looking like it could fall with a, with a, 
Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so they had to block off like a huge part of it. And basically why the driver was so hype was because you could tell he was just a mad of the people. Yeah, I'm Googling the collapse. It's wild. It's not no little. No, no. It's, it's it, it looks like some major, major destruction. Happened. And it was right like in their one of their like their main district, like right down the street from Frenchman. Um, but so the guy was explaining to me how a Hispanic fellow who was working on the team that was building it, right? He was kept kept telling the whoever it was the project manager or his his boss. He kept telling them something's wrong here. We're not doing something right before the collapse happened, right? So once the collapse happened, this guy developed a lawsuit. He said, "I've been telling I've been you guys to warn you guys." And you weren't listening. Before the lawsuit hit the court. Don't tell me he got found assassinated. He got deported back to, <gasps> I believe it was wow, Mexico. Wow, that's foul. So, just shows you the crazy, crazy game that's going on. And th- wait, so this is the story that you were being told to by the, kind of the bus driver? Like 100%. the tour guide bus driver? He was telling me all the details. He's giving you the streets. Like that's all, the- the, all my drivers there, and like... My driver sounds too like I literally yeah, looked at them. You sounded like, like a millionaire. You're yeah, driving. it's yeah. not like that. No, right? you sit in the back of the Rolls Royce and they drive around. I get it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I really get into all these Ubers if they're willing to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm all ears. I know they could tell me more than you know. I'm gonna learn on Google. Like this is like the local people telling me what's going on. And every conversation I had with a driver, I learned something. And it was just jokes. I love the way they talk and all that. But what, what, did they have like a, that deep kind of oh, southern accent? Deep, deep. And a lot of them, like nice. from person to person, it was a little different. Okay. But uh, I don't know why I love it. Like I, I actually I genuinely love There's the way something they talk. about just that that southern feel that warms your heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're sitting here talking about it and we're smiling like. I just like there's some happiness associated. I enjoyed it. My with culture shock was almost at the level of Europe, man. Like that's how different it was there compared to like oh. Toronto. Honestly, I've uh, so did you back to New Orleans? Did you try any food? Like I saw you posted some fried chicken with some with that some fried chicken with was some crazy. crazy. Mashed potato, little cornbread on the side. Yeah, I had the jumbo. What? I had the po' boys. What the fried chicken was crazy. Damn. Even their regular steak and potatoes. They had they had. Their food was off the charts. I kind of knew that coming in. I had heard that before. Yeah. And it didn't disappoint. But what came with the food was the energy of the waiter and the place that okay, I was in. Okay. For example, when I was at Willie Mae's Scotch House. That just sounds like a legendary like restaurant. Willie Mae's Scotch I'll House. I'll tell you this. When like, I got there. To Willie Mae. I don't know them, but that sounds official. That was a personal what? recommendation okay. from a friend. And when I got there, I hopped out the Uber the quote unquote what we would look at as a hostess here was strap strap what do you mean connected to the hip oh she had a standing outside her? she wanted you to know she had it obviously oh, okay. that's how so she was it presenting was, it so they had so you mean to tell me the hostess she was strapped up yes she had the glock the glizzy on the hip gun on the hip wow i got <laughs> i got to the door oh, wow. or i'm walking up she's like how you doing honey you know wow. you got a seat table for one okay mm. she shows me all right go sit right there table for one all right cool and then felicia comes and serves me she i loved her she was literally felicia. she really encapsulated new orleans she came to me hi honey how you doing nah. we got cold <laughs> products i was like 
yeah cool i'll get a coke yes. <laughs> i'll get a coke cola yes felicia so, yeah she was she was just and just the servers coming by even if it wasn't felicia like they had like airpods in their ears they're like jamming out to their own music and all that type of stuff but yeah i just remember ordering and she's like yeah yeah she's like you want the cornbread muffin with that and i was like yeah how am <laughs> i gonna say shit. no to a cornbread muffin i've never been asked for a cornbread muffin before <laughs> fact so i want it yeah, was it a good cornbread muffin or? It was solid. It was very sweet. To be honest, I was so full for my meal. Mm. I don't. I can't even remember the cornbread muffin because yeah. the fried chicken was so on point. Damn. Like, it, oof. You know, I love me some fried chicken, bro. Fried chicken is a is a it's a quality. You dish. Can get fried chicken there twenty four hours at a convenience store. Really? They had a convenience I don't know store if there. That's good. No, but it was actually <laughs> it was official? good. Because I was with this guy that mm. I had met that night who actually gave me the confidence to go to all these clubs that I would not have the confidence to go to by myself. For sure, I was for the sure. only white guy in the club. Yeah. Don't know anyone in the city, but this guy gave me the confidence <laughs> yeah, to go in with that's them. That's a vibe, bro. That's a real vibe. And hey, no one gave me like bad energy per se mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in there, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, that guy, at the end of the night, we've been drinking and stuff. So, you know, we wanted to grab some grub. Bro, I swear to God, it was a 7 Eleven looking place. We walked in that place and we got fried chicken and fries fried chicken and fries for like five bucks the, and it was bomb it was the, like better the, than the corner store better than any at fast food fried chicken. as they call it the bodega in down in the in, <laughs> in new york wow yeah so we gotta go i gotta try that out new orleans is a great place man great All place right. but um yeah piggyback let me let me switch topics mm-hmm. piggybacking on our last episode when we were talking about paul pierce opening up or attempting to open up cannabis <laughs> dispensary in uh, the California. Truth, the truth. I got the confirmation mm. from my bloodline cousin down in Los Angeles telling me that not one goddamn Angelino will ever <laughs> buy a Pierce product, whether it's cannabis, a t-shirt, a hat, it's food. It's not happening. It's not happening. So anyways, I just wanted to confirm what we had going last time. Got the confirmation from LA. Yeah. From the hub itself. That ain't nobody buying no goddamn Paul Pierce nothing. Yes, that's, right, that's the truth. Because right. he's it's the truth. Now that's there, now that's the truth. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Yo, that name fell off of Paul. I'm I don't sorry. Know. I can't I look know. at him in the eyes anymore and call him the truth. Why not? People don't respect his basketball game. You know what's funny? I was like the number one <laughs> hater of his basketball game. Yeah. But I, I I doubled back and I watched some highlights. Like, yo, he used to give Kobe some clean buckets. Like Fair he enough. used to give people buckets. You know, but. That's a whole nother story yeah. for another day. Anyway, for sure, yeah. That's a sidebar. We don't need to get into Paul Pierce's basketball abilities right now. <laughs> uh, why don't we get into Tom Cruise's <gasps> most epic tirade of all time? I was going to say uh, managerial skills. <laughs> um, so recently an audio came out of Tom Cruise berating or motivating, depending on how you want to look at it, his employees on a production set of Mission Possible 7, I believe. 8, 7, 8, 9. God, I lost track (laughs) after one. I haven't watched one. But let's take a listen and um, let's see. Let's see what was what was going down there. All right. Here it is. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night.
gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of the industry. So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down! Is it understood? If I see it again, you're going. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're going. And you're going. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Okay. Wow. All right. I'm going to just say this. After listening to this for the first time. In totality. I never felt so motivated throughout this entire <laughs> pandemic to start calling out COVIDiots. COVIDiots. I'm going to be honest. Any politician or health official I've heard speak mm-hmm. did not get the fervor in me to act because they're script reading. And they're making it sound yeah, pretty. It's called cap. It's a whole lot of cap going on. A whole lot of bull crap. A whole lot Tom of bullshit. Cruise, a whole lot of bull cap. Cut out the fluff. And you got straight to it. Now, oh. now, now. Can, okay, can how I do you just say this? Can I just say this? I'm going to just jump in here right now. First of all, Tom Cruise, he's kind of a goat. Like, if you really consider all the career accolades and, and movie roles and franchises... He's kind of a goat. You know what I mean? The I only mean, Tom Cruise I know is Saving Worlds. Sa- now, let me say this. Okay. I did hear some some smoke about him being a cult leader, <gasps> being into Scientology. I don't know that guy. Do you want me to I get never, into that? No, I don't. Okay, we can get into it after. Sure. You know. <laughs> no, we can get <laughs> no, into no, it. Joking. I don't want to get into his Because I, want, I don't want that to mess with what he said here. No, that's completely separate. That's what I was, about, that's what I was getting into, bro. He's, so the thing about it, I didn't hear not one lie or one foul word in that whole rant. He kept it 150. What more do you want from the man? Like, bro, there's people out here, lost their jobs, lost their homes. Families are all fucked up. You know, the movie industry as a whole is barely even operating. The film industry struggling. And then you have these Muliani grips who are walking around probably with their mask off and, you know, impeding the filming of Mission Impossible 7. You know, what are the sheets going to do if we don't get Mission Impossible 7? It's unfortunate that this at the end of it, it has had to be about Mission Impossible 7. (laughs) Because no, like it's, it's a bigger point though. It's not about no, Mission Impossible Seven, but it's definitely for. The but I wish movie. it was like some fresh movie, like Mission Impossible like Seven, bro. Oscar award winning film, buddy. Who's watched Mission Impossible Six, Five, Four, Three, and Two? Because <laughs> I know I have. But let me say this: not everyone reacts well to that type of motivation. 
some people are going to quiver yeah. and not want to work for someone that does that. Okay. I get it. Me personally, mm-hmm. I'm leaving that meeting chest bumping. Well, I don't I don't necessarily I'm, think they're working for him. I think they're all coworkers like they're working together, right? Like right, let's, it's, no, it's a it's a, it's a collaborative set. environment. My, I know that people are working their asses off to be on a film production set with Tom Cruise. For so sure. the people that are there, if they're actually violating covid uh, guidelines like it's you're, e, don't, don't victimize yourself when you're the one bro most of these people it's a, it's a great opportunity to be working alongside of a tom cruise like that's an accolade right so you're messing up everything you're messing up your career just the future of of filming but um no human rights were violated I do not consider that abusive behavior by any stretch. Now, if that's a common thing that he does, yeah. different story. So do you think the guy who was recording it, who was sneak recording, do you think how long do you think until he's found dead in the trunk of a car? No man. No? Okay, we'll skip it, we'll skip over that. TMZ dropped him a clean fifty K <laughs> for that clip. And okay, he quit. Did, did you hear this? This was um posted a couple hours ago that five crew members Allegedly quit after Tom Cruise goes on another rant, mm. this time unrecorded. So apparently, people haven't learned that Tom Cruise does not play about this COVID. And they're going to have to learn the hard way, you know, because big dog Tom Cruise, he ain't playing no more. He, he, he needs to make sure that Mission Impossible 7 hits the streets. <laughs> you know? I could have done without it. But you know what? I, I loved. Um... I pretty much loved what Tom Cruise said, man. I had no problems with it. And to be honest, I think a lot of people, if they heard that message earlier, maybe we would be at a better place. Um, Facts. 10 months after the initial hit of the pandemic. Um, nine months, I guess it started in March. Who knows? It feels like two years at this point. Yeah. Time is. It does and it, it does it. Time has either gone by really long or yeah. slow or fast, yeah. depending on the, the day. I think there were some stretches of both. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But. Um, yeah, so, hey, um, I think I think people who took that in the wrong way um, are maybe just looking to to just cancel people. Oh my now, God! If now, you try to bring now, cancel culture know, to Tom Cruise, that's malarkey, bro. That's anarchy. I think at this point, most of society has accepted cancel culture is not a healthy place to be. For all of us. It's not a healthy environment to navigate through. But I think what ties into cancel culture a little bit is uh, victim culture. And I'm not talking about... I really want to make sure I get this clear that I'm talking about more of day-to-day stuff. This isn't anything that will ever go to court. So take out physical, sexual abuse. This is nowhere near that realm. I'm talking on a base level where... This isn't something I'm going to take you to court over, yeah. but it's just little things that people More victimize like, themselves. Like day-to-day behavior. Day-to-day stuff. Okay. Instead of having the mentality of, damn, why did this happen to me? Or look what's happening to me. Instead of that, we should have a stronger mentality of like, okay, let me rise above this. Or let me let me come back with something. Or let me like use this to basically improve or learn about what I did wrong or how I could be better or what type of person I am and what type of role I play in my society. Yeah, to simplify it, to stop worrying about the problem and find your solution. And so I, what, what you're saying today is you think there's a lot of 
victim culture going on like you think there's a lot of people that are spending more time complaining about the problem they're than, spending more time finding, finding the, the problem and then complaining mm, about they're it they're looking for problems rather than rather than just ah and again this is daily stuff i'm talking about day to day day to day right but i feel like that's something that i've noticed um over the years and it's not everyone obviously but there's a no. There, and the problem with it is it doesn't, it doesn't affect me I'm not sitting here like oh my god that person's complaining again yeah people who know me know I'm not a complainer yeah I complain about the winter I complain about some basic stuff but that's not my for DNA sure, for sure, for I'm sure. not a complainer for sure. I'm a pull up and let's do better kind yeah, of person yeah, yeah. but that mentality just does it will never make you happier and it, that's what it's all about at the end of the day mm-hmm. we prioritize happiness now like never before in human history and if you facts. don't know about that read sapiens Big okay yeah but you'll never like it'll never make you feel happy that's all i wanted to get to no you're right there's a there's a definite mentality issue going on in in especially this year more than most but you know baby stuff we're gonna we all have to just just focus. So many on, people using COVID as an excuse, Miles. I know for for, I know. for slacking or I know. for just Lazy, basic general stuff. laziness. When restaurants general were half laziness. open, like whatever. Yeah. So many restaurants. excuses. Oh my god. Well, we don't have this because of COVID. It's like, bro, I can't, I can't have teriyaki because there's COVID. <laughs> like, just yeah, use yeah, an yeah, example. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You yeah. know what I'm trying to for say? Sure, yeah. It's like, come on, bro, cut the shit. Anyways, good point. That's a that's a big point. I'm Speaking gonna, of I'm cutting the shit, mm-hmm. I, I got I got this this news recently. Um, I was talking to a friend, um, some acquaintances, and mm. I've been seeing some signs in Toronto: no shinny allowed on this skating rink. Mm, now let me get nice. a couple things straight before I go into this. I'm not a hockey player. I don't even know how to damn well skate. I'm waiting for a beautiful woman to teach me how to skate. You Max. let me know. I'll every sign every winter, I've been supposed to learn how to skate. Yeah, I don't know. For, for, <laughs> for eight winters. I actually don't I'm, don't know how to do any of those winter sports. Yeah. And it's pretty embarrassing I, as a Canadian. No, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I can't skate either. I'll I'm fucking, trying to do a 360 I'll stand on, on the ledge with you, bro. I, okay. I can't skate, bro. Yeah, we're I taking the hell on that. We've spent all our time playing basketball. So Max. when I read this, I don't have a personal connection. But I have a personal connection to the youth okay, mm. of Toronto and mm-hmm. of Canada. And... When I saw this, so let me just get this get it straight here. They're maintaining hot skating rinks, putting the time and the money and the effort mm-hmm. to maintain the ice, but you can't play shinny on the ice, but you could skate around the ice, no problem. So when I read that, to me, that's basically saying families, young, young, young children. Yeah. Or elderly, which I don't know how many elderly skate, but I'm sure they're they're out there. Yeah, no problem. Middle, you guys could do whatever you want. Age, not Even, elderly, middle no, age. Okay, middle age. Yeah, you guys go do whatever you want. Uh-huh. But you, you kids, you twenty year olds. Yeah, you can't play can't play shitty because you got to respect everyone else. Well, let me say this: just like everywhere else in the world, where there's a fair ground where you go and play sports, or you go and skate, or whatever. Kids, you want to come with your kids and go skating? You come a little earlier. You go at 7 p.m. You go at 6 p.m. Yeah. And then at 9 yeah. and 10 p.m., that's when the you... Yeah, the big dogs come up and they go on the ice. Is that not normal? Like, that's normal. How are you telling me you can't... You could do... You could skate. People skate side by side. Shinny is not a contact. Yeah. They're not body checking yeah, each so other I, so, into the so, 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 so let me get this straight. I could pull up with my team and we could all skate around. 
and like do circles on the ice. But like if we had sticks and wanted to play some hockey, we it's could out. play. It's out. Mm, I don't. Mm, that's kind of stupid to me. Come on, mm, Miles. That's, that's, that's like about. saying on a basketball that's court, that's come shoot around, but there's no runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bro, sure. is this what is that? For sure. Because it doesn't make a difference. Don't. It's you, not social distancing. It has nothing to do with physical distancing. If you're skating and you're playing shinny, there's no difference. You're on that same ice. Yeah, the same parameters outside. within that same ice. The same parameters. Yeah. My my arms are up in the air right now. No, that's because I just don't get those little type of things that make people feel so constricted by these rules where you don't need to do them because you're still allowing it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it goes it's, back to the Costco's open, but the like the bay's open, but I can't. No, you're right, and it, it's it, just it's, frustrating. It's a good reason to be fired up, bro, because that's a, a legitimate question. You know what I mean? I've just been feeling. Just feeling like honestly, the twenty year olds have caught a brunt of the owls. Cause yeah, we're cause they we're the ones who are gonna be spreading the virus more. That's that's the general consensus. But schools, let's keep them open. Let's let the kids get COVID. Let's Hopefully let the teachers not. get COVID. I mean, let's yeah, obviously we're these, hoping for the better here. We're hoping for improvement. Let's go. I don't know it's baby steps. I mean, we've all been following protocol. That's like, the thing. Like right now, you know, as we as we link up, we have masks on. We have hand sanitizer ready, you know what I mean. But I guess it's the the over the the too much of that, right? You don't yeah. want everybody doing that, and then it's gonna keep spreading. So it's fucked up. Yeah, you can I go do. skating, but you can't play hockey because I guess hockey spreads COVID. I guess so. All I right. guess the puck going from person <laughs> to person See, is what's gonna to. do it. But um, yeah, man, we're all we're all hoping for better better here. The vaccine. Yeah. Hopefully is gonna roll out sooner than later. Um Yep, and hopefully it comes without Bell Palsy. Yeah. And without false positive HIV tests. I'm on the I'm on the side that it will, because honestly, a lot of the people saying like listen, I'm I just feel in my heart, because I everyone has their certain type of medicine regimen. Yep. There's naturalists, there's mm. people who like the pharmaceuticals, they're cool with it. Mm-hmm. There's the in-betweens. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's good breakdowns. Yeah. I'm a naturalist personally. Even Tylenol and Advil miles. I try not to take it. I try not to take it. If I have to, I have to, I have to, I take it. No. But still to this day, Those I don't are, know what's in Tylenol. That's the Illuminati's vitamins. What's the ingredients in Tylenol, bro? That's the Illuminati's vitamins, bro. Can we name one? We don't know one damn ingredient. So it doesn't make a difference. We don't. I don't know a damn ingredient in the vaccine either. The difference is, is that I've had Tylenol and I know that, you know, yeah. my eye's not going to be dro- drooping after, <laughs> right? But yeah, for sure. I'm hoping for the best here, honestly. Canada seems like we're ahead we're of the game on this. We're definitely yeah. rolling a little bit faster. Yeah. A lot of other places, you know what I mean. So, yeah. But the with everything, it feels like the vaccine's right around the corner. Um, I don't know if I'm. I don't even think it's not coming to our age group first. So we don't even have to worry about that. It's going to the elderly, mm-hmm. and um, and probably the the young, right? It would go to the old people, then the kids, and then they'll get to us. So I feel like by the time they get to us, it's going to be hashed out, and 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 fixed up. Hoping for the best here. But exactly. yo, we're keeping the spirits positive still. Show. It's this still is not... a COVID world, man. I'm this okay with no it problem. at this point, man. We're doing like, the best you can. I'm ready to take 2021 20, and turn it all the way up. Like, I don't know why people are shook. Like, the year's been rough. Like, get over it, bro. If you're alive, Kashad, fucking put your chin up and go handle your business. That's the facts. We wake up you know every day. I mean? 
Like life is so good. Life is so blessed. Yeah. So twenty twenty one is gonna be like way more better. Simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She um one thing that's that I saw maybe the year is not gonna be too good for next year, we uh, is little Wayne. I'm seeing Your guy. My guy, you know the goat. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of it's been a busy week for Wayne. Um we don't have to get into all the details because it's a super long week, like Tell me what happened. Um, so he he had got arrested a, a little while back for for possession of a handgun with some ammunition, and he's a felon, so that's a violation. So, you know, with that case, he just pled guilty to it, so he's gonna have to do he's gonna have to sit down and do some time for it, most likely. Not too long, but probably another year, two years. You know, what thinking I mean? about someone big like Lil Wayne at this time. And he bars. already did this. Not his first stint. Remember, he he did time in New, in Rikers. He did a couple, he did like maybe seven months in Rikers for for a gun ch- charge in early twenty tens. But um, I mean, so there's a couple things with this. So that's the first piece of information, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna break that down first. Okay. So he says it was a gift. It was a gold plated handgun with six rounds he said it was a gift and he also had some like personal use some drugs or whatever and he but see so when you get that information you think little wayne why are you getting arrested with a gun in 2020 like you're little wayne you should definitely be bodyguarded security bodyguard yeah. all that right so you you have that first initial thought and then like immediately went off in my head was like Yo, you see all these rappers that are getting killed on the regular. Like, every fucking week, you open up Instagram, and it's a rapper getting shot, killed, something. So, you know, I hate to say it, but even an artist like Lil Wayne, I don't even think he's got ops like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you do want to you, you do gotta keep something on you just, just for protection. If you're in that realm? You're in the lane, bro. It's the most dangerous job in the world to be a rapper right now. So you got to keep it on you, gift or not. Um, anyway, so that's information number one. He also is being sued for $20 million from some bullshit. Mm, I not, saw that. I'm not getting into that. It's uh, it's, I mean, no, that's his just, manager for 15 years. It's just bad contracts, though. It's just, that's, that's, the, that's the story of Lil Wayne, which is why information piece three, he just sold Young Money's Masters um, to Universal Music Group for $100 million. Which is a lot of money, you know, but obviously the masters are more valuable than a hundred million in the long run. Okay, so it seems like he needs the money it now. It seems like a cash well, it, it is a cash grab. It doesn't seem like a cash grab. It is a cash grab. And it's kinda sad, you know, because like you you would hope Lil Wayne would be kinda like more of a boss at this point in his career and, and Well I know I know I know you love Lil Wayne. For sure. um, you always have. Yeah, I definitely grew up with Lil Wayne. People of were course. always bringing up Lil Young Wayne, money, his lyrics. Easy baby. Yeah, please say the baby. You know what I mean? Like Miss Officer. Come on, Miss Officer. That's the. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, but let me ask you this: I think like you know to car. a deeper level than pretty much anyone mm-hmm. I know. Why is Lil Wayne such a goat to you? Why is he so impactful uh, in hip hop culture? Shh, damn. Um, Give me your thoughts. I mean, that's probably one of the most loaded questions of all time. But like the the quick version of it, he's just one. He's probably the most impactful artist, rap artist ever. If he's not the most impactful, he's up there. When I say impactful, I mean like influence. Um, 
So like, just put it in your in mind. Think, go back in your brain, clean slate, right? Okay. When Lil Wayne started rapping, he was the only rapper with dreads and face tats. Okay. Okay. Fast forward ten years, how many rappers you know with dreads and face tats? Well over ten. Okay. Right. Whether it's from Young Thug, another go to like Chief Keef, all those guys are all like direct descendants from that Little Wayne branch. You know what I mean? Um. Another like to me personally, I grew up my big bros. We all like we all loved Wayne because he was he was the only artist that was dropping all the time. Like yo, you could go on LimeWire every week and there's gonna be ten new Little Wayne tr- songs. Right. You know, you could download Little Wayne like without fail. You know what I mean? Um, so he and he he like he's a Grammy award winning artist. He's got like four or five Grammys, nominated a whole bunch of times. But for me personally, like. The bars like knock if you buck freestyle, you know, like canon, you know, like those are the songs for me. Like if you were if you were listening to Wayne around around um Little Wayne, Joel Santana, I can't feel my face era. Mm. Like, bro, that era was just bars, punchlines, metaphors, just endless similes, just it was it was like a exercise, you know, a rap. And 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 not a lot of people well, no one's done it like Wayne since. You know what I mean? They compare modern day little babies run. You know, like, okay, little baby. Yeah, little baby. Why is little baby getting compared to Lil Wayne? Because he's dropping those features and those hits. Because so all Lil the time Wayne he's was dropping. popping. Like Lil yeah. Wayne's biggest wave. He he was the king of the mixtapes from like the drought to the droughts over prefix suffix, um, no ceilings. Um, there's so many more I can't name off the top of my head, but Little Wayne was dropping so much. Work and that was at a high quality level. Okay, you know what I mean, and that's like a correlation to little baby today in 2020. He's doing all these features. Like every other week, he's on a feature that's, you know, out of here. Um, I saw Apple Music just to hop on little yeah. baby there. Um, I saw Apple Music. I believe is giving little baby artist of the year, which is a smart marketing move from Apple because they saw all the backlash that the Grammys got, right? Was it the Grammys that they didn't give Lil Baby got none? Basically, they pretend like Lil Baby didn't exist. Yeah, that's the Grammys though, man. The Grammys are so... At this this point, no one respects the Grammys, right? It's not even like the bar... It's not the no man barometer by any stretch, right? Of uh, see the thing what's about the thing about the Grammys is every artist obviously like you aspire to be to have a Grammy. It's it, it's the highest accolade. But then when you when you're on that mission to obtaining it, I've noticed that a lot of artists they they realize like yo fuck the Grammys. Like while they're on that mission to get the Grammy, yeah, somewhere along that line it becomes fuck the Grammys. Like. Majority of the time Say no more you know what And I mean? Drake said fuck the Grammys After Family. winning Grammys Drake fucking ate a spaghetti in his Grammy Like it means nothing to him You know yeah, what I mean Yeah But um But I think Kid Cudi getting a Grammy next year for this album Nah Kid Cudi ain't getting a Grammy <laughs> It was pretty good I liked it was, it It was a decent album I liked it, it bro It was a decent album Yeah It was a decent album I, I heard from his Through the grapevine Through that his Loyal fans, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that got maybe shrines of him and stuff yeah, like yeah. to that level. They, they I... didn't like, they didn't like this album. They thought he made this album for the mainstream. Yeah. But for someone like me, who's not a kid, I, I, the last time I listened to Kid Cudi was literally Day and Night yeah. or, you know, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's the last time. Nah, kid, kid Cudi fell the fuck off. Like, yeah, he we'll fell just off. just keep it real. 
But you know, shout out to Kid Cudi though. He still makes great music. It's just not for me personally. This album like, was this for album, me though. Like, how much did it sell? I rated right? like, it. Like, it sold over 150k. I think maybe even like 175k or upward, like in the first week, which is crazy numbers. The numbers, yeah, like, yeah. That's not good numbers. That's like really good numbers. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's like little Uzi numbers okay, for comparison, okay, right? Okay. Like. Definitely, I didn't expect him to sell that much, but to see Kid Cudi back, kind of rapping, and he still got that same bop though. Like if you're depressed, it's for <laughs> depressed youths. Like if you're depressed, your girl left you, and you like, you know, you're like celebrating. It's definitely not sad boy go, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, I vibe to that shit sometimes. Yeah, you don't have to be depressed necessarily. We all have those moods, right? But like, yeah, it's a mood. It's, it's a, a mood. mood. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Shout out to Kid Cudi though. Um, any any other news in the hip hop world? Um, let me just think off the top of my head. Rowdy Rebel freed up, who's a GS9 legend, New York Dundada. Okay, so homie is with Kodak. No, Bobby. Um, I mean, he is. Uh, I actually don't think they got a relationship. Bobby Schmurda, I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went, to, they went to jail at the same time? Yes. So essentially, a bunch of them went to jail. So basically, Bobby Schmurda is a part of GS9 and New York you know, little little gang, whatever, out of Brooklyn. And they were involved in some stuff, and they all they got some jail time. And basically, Bobby Schmurda did, he got um, arrested. And long story short, he took more time. He took, like, maybe three more years so mm-hmm. that Rowdy could get out a little earlier, which is very commendable, which is, like, he, it's, like, the opposite of, like, what people What know. a celebrity is going to do. Bro, what, what the head what, honcho of the In 2020, people are just ratting. Like, let's keep it honest. Everybody's snitching and ratting and getting out and telling, and they're pointing fingers, and they're setting everybody up for the police. So Bobby kept it 150, and all of them stayed solid, and Rowdy just freed up. He freed up and got a gnarly chain. I'll pull it up. I heard Quavo flew him out right away, and they're making music together. I seen him in the So studio. you know what that goes back to, Miles? Because of this snitch culture going on in hip-hop, Rats. which does not... Obviously, with the streetness they just don't and the mix. snitchness, they just, it's oil and water. Bro. Yes, they just they can't right. mix. They physically can't mix. So I think because Rowdy Rebel didn't snitch, and because he did the time, he's goaded. He's now getting the respect now that he's out. He's I mean, goated. Quavo found he's goaded. Goaded, he's goaded. He got, he got Young Thun got him a chain. His man's got him a zombie. Face ugh, glow in the dark gums. Ugh, that shit was ugh, that shit was gnarly. That shit was dirty. Um, but wait till Bobby Schmurda comes out. Like when when Bobby Bobby bitch when Bobby when when Bobby Schmurda comes out, the streets are gonna have fun because you know they deserve it. It's yeah. one of those things. It's like damn, like free the real. When the real comes back, it's gonna be lit. Yeah, I hear you, brother. Um, let's let's talk a little bit. About our boy, and <laughs> not our boy, but we we brought him up last last pod because yo he's making headlines right now. What can I do? And you know what? I like it because he's fusing entertainment and, and sports, and I have no problem with it at all. Fast. I don't because no. those two industries are merging every day. Of course, we're talking about who the who who's out on warrant for the Irish mobs looking for his head. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna get you too, you Jake played, Paul. You played with them Irish boys, them gangsters. They don't play now. Now let's 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 just uh, get a quick here of a clip of what 
uh, Jake Paul had to say about Conor McGregor, Dana White, and basically calling them out. Let's take a listen. Potential $50 million offer this morning. $50 million cash, proof of funds. The biggest fight offer you've ever been offered, but you're scared to fight me, Conor. You're ducking me because you don't want to lose to a fucking YouTuber. You're 0-1 as a boxer. I'm 2-0 as a boxer. I just came off the eighth biggest pay-per-view event in history. But you want to fight Dustin Prober, who has... All right. So he goes on, but the airtime was even... <laughs> Hold on. I love the part where he's like, you don't want to lose to a fucking YouTuber? I don't know why that actually killed me. But I did do some research, and... Conor McGregor made over 200 abs fighting Floyd Mayweather. Now, the initial card, the initial... Money might have not been that 50 mil, mm -hmm. but it went up to that, I guess, from pay-per-view money and mm -hmm. stuff. But let me get your thoughts. First of all, Dana White was not feeling it. He called Dana White a bunch of explicit yeah. explicitives, uh, excuse yeah. me, but uh, Dana White was not feeling it. He offered, he said, maybe I'll let Amanda Nunes kick his ass, which I loved. And Amanda Nunes said she's in. What are your thoughts, brother? First of all, just to get right into the Amanda Nunes, like, is a fucking monster. Bro. I'm so down to see you her knock him out. Bro, Jake Paul, like, even though he's bigger, obviously, but he does not want to smoke with no Amanda Nunes, first of all. Second of all, I mean, I'm, I'm down for this fight. Like, Jake Paul, Conor McGregor, they're from the same, like, tree of shit talking to get clout to promote <laughs> the fight. You know what I mean? So, Jake Paul basically. He just took notes from Conor McGregor, right? He took notes, and he's basically using his own... Bro, he called... He said his girl... He got into he family. Called, no, he called this girl a four, and he called Dana White Ooh. a ball-headed bitch. And, yeah, like, I mean, that's... <laughs> that's smoke. A lot of the MMA community came out, like, though. Bro, they were smoke. like... But see, here's the thing. He says something about the, the Irish community that we didn't play. Um, He basically... Oh... I know why. Yeah, he said that. He said, "Okay, okay." So I was, I was just running back in my mind of what he said. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you're gonna have to stand by that, bro. You, you don't just, you don't just apologize that away, cause, and you're in Vegas trying to fight. You're trying to do these fights in L.A. and Vegas, like, bro. They're but gonna, yo, yo, the mob's White... pulling up on that boy. I'm promising you that. Yeah, they're pulling up on him. Yeah, you better be careful. No, um, they're pulling up on him. It's done. I'm down for the fight to happen. I mean, his bro's fighting Floyd, like. But I also get Dana White not wanting to give him of the clout of not. fighting of course, Conor McGregor. Of course, of course. But I mean, hey, do you think? Do you think honestly, a, a Nunez Jake Paul fight? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about it? Because let me There's say this: so many things with that. Exactly, there is a lot. So there is a lot that goes into it. I I'll be straight up. When I played basketball against a female. I didn't want to, like, I told myself, like, bro, you got to, this is just another player. It's another player. She's going to sauce you up, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I treated her oh, with you, respect, you, okay, okay, yeah, but yeah. I don't know why when it came down to, like, that very moment when I got to go for a block or something, I was a little more chill. Yeah. Like, I was a little more held Hesitant. back. And I didn't want to be. Yeah. But just naturally, I guess the way, like, you're brought up, no, but see, I don't know. Being the fight, like, should I feel it, bad no, for No, listen. That's good. That's smart. Obviously, you don't want to fucking give a girl a pin down block. But you also don't want to treat them different because they are playing listen, with men. This they is know. the fight game. The fight business is completely different yeah. than any other sport. They say you can't play fighting. You can't play boxing. You do it or you don't. So if Jake Paul somehow 
knocks out Amanda Nunes. Yeah, which I don't think he has the capability I, to do. I, I don't think either, but let's just say he does. Yeah. Okay? The is he taking over. an L? or It's the L. There's no... He, he so he's taking an L regardless. Exactly. That's my point. That was the point I was going to bring into it. There's so much with this fight, bro. It's a lose-lose. Like, worst case scenario, he gets knocked out by Amanda Nunes. Second worst case scenario, he knocks out Amanda Bro, Nunes. we need just an entertainer to knock this guy out. Okay, we okay, don't need okay. an actual fighter let's, to knock let's, him out. Let's get off of that point. Let's get off of that point. Let's, <laughs> let's stick to the Conor McGregor-Jake Paul fight. Man, Dana White's chilling with the Nuck Boys, bro. But he can't he can't <laughs> give some cult to Jake Paul. Like, he's riding the Nuck Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he riding is. that he frat is. boy wave. He is. He, he's Because that's the bag, though, right? That's where their bag is. Okay, Jake Paul's going to provide you the bag, too. No, Jake Paul's going to bring the bag. If yeah. we're talking business, yeah. Dana White's a businessman. That's, that's why I think this fight has potential. Because at the end but of the I day, think, they might hype it for another year. I think he's so shook that somehow fight. one of his professional fighters gets knocked out by a... Well, but Miles, Miles, put it aside. You no. don't think he has that fear at all? At all. Fam, just a little bit. But the thing is, is that Conor McGregor got sunned by Khabib so bad that he never bounced back from it. Like, he, 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 he won a fight or two since then. But, bro, the way Khabib whooped his ass, like, Conor McGregor doesn't strike no fear in nobody's heart. So I don't feel like if Conor McGregor lost, it would be as big a deal to the UFC. Because he's not bro. one of their premier fighters anymore. He's uh, moved. He's moved. He's still on. a premier face, bro. No yeah, matter he, what, he, he is the biggest. He's moved on the from the UFC, them. though. Like the UFC is even the UFC's moved on from him. You know what I mean? So he's not at his prime anymore. No, but but he's still Dana White doesn't want Conor McGregor to get fucking knocked out by Jake Paul. It will look obviously really card, bad. Though. That won't, but. Who's Jake Paul, bro? I know some dogs I, that will take care of him. People, eh? people, no, people listening actually fam, think I, I know. I'll pull up like no. fam. I can make some calls. That's and, the like, thing. Fam. I know my listeners, like come the on, listeners right now, Jake think Paul, like though. I think like Jake Paul is gonna come out. But I'm just saying. He's not I'm just fighter, trying to give bro. the possibilities here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get the it. whole spectrum the, of what could happen. Advocate. We're playing devil's. But advocate. at the same time, is the NBA gonna let Jake Cole and put Jake Cole wants to play in the NBA? Okay, here, come have a contract and play. No, that's not happening in the NBA. No. So I kind of feel the MMA like. Earn your ranks, kind of thing. But see, it's an exhibition fight, though. It's not. It's and, not. A and Jake Paul belt. said, "I'm two and zero in boxing. You're zero and one in boxing, that's my a guy." Fact. That's no cap. He didn't lie there. I didn't. I didn't see a lie. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I loved how antagonizing that video was. That did, was. Did that you was see what um, Nate Diaz had to say? Yes, exactly. So, Nate Diaz hates Conor McGregor, and still, yeah, exactly. He came exactly. out basically defending him or defending the MMA in general. So Nate Diaz says, and if you don't know Nate Diaz, he's from uh, Boston, right? Like he's from Stockton. He really looks like one of those guys. he yeah, could have played well, in Four he's, Brothers. He's a gutter. Exactly. He should have played in Four Brothers. <laughs> exactly. He's a he's a he's more of a gutter dude, right? So Diaz, Nate Diaz says, Jake Paul, you need your ass beat for free. You, you spoiled fuck You can't really fight Dumb shit You're gonna end up With your ass whooped For real somewhere Talking like that Okay So the goal is <laughs> For people who don't like Jake Paul Which is 89 Sorry 98 Percent of Percentile And I think yeah. even the people That follow him Just now, follow like him for the trolls. I like him a little bit though bro He's funny Bro I'll turn off the mic right now He's You funny. don't like him He's funny bro I'll give it to him The man's funny bro Okay that last video was funny The man had me cracking on some Like I, I couldn't believe What he was saying yeah, you know, but nonetheless, he, he, he needs to get. He needs I think that ah. 
Yeah, he, <laughs> just yeah, he needs, set yeah. it off for me. Yeah, but yeah, I love we'll, it. I love we'll sports entertainment. NBA's back. NBA exclusive episode coming out after this. But thank you for tuning in. We super Big appreciate facts. it here. Uh, therapy session for us. Hopefully a Much little needed. jokes for y'all. Much some needed. knowledge. Um, just some. Yeah, you know, just trying to give the streets a little, little knowledge. A little something, something. A little lesson here and there. That's all. Nothing too big. Nothing too special. Yeah. Just a little less <laughs> talk. talk but, yeah. Head. Another episode in the books. Yes, sir. Bless up. Yeah, As always. Uh, you, that was great, bro. Thanks for joining me. Tuning out from Energy Exchange. This is Armin. This is Miles. Peace. Peace.